Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 737 for July 11th, 2022, and I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. I've asked Mark Pauly of Twin Lakes Images to join us to talk about how happy he is with the state of high-speed internet in the United States. How are you you feeling about that today, Mark? Um, Hello, Allison. I am, uh, so I don't feel good about it, actually, (laughs) and I know that the majority of our conversation will be about a solution to this, but just if you give me two seconds to editorialize. So, um, and, I, and I think the uh, COVID pandemic is, is a good lesson. Um, I have two properties, one where I live primarily, and um, I don't have high-speed internet here, and we, I'll explain that in a minute. But the other property I have is in a northeastern part of the state, which is in a very rural, um, very poor, very underserved community. Um, And there is no high-speed internet. In fact, there is no low-speed internet. Uh, The only thing available, and this has just been within the last 11, 12 years, is DSL. um, That is that they sell for about $70 a month. They say that it could give you up to 1.5 megabits, but generally speaking, it's less than one megabit. Wow. And there are people there, kids that are supposed to be going to school or families that are supposed to be doing things. And we become, we, you know, our society has become more and more reliant on the internet and, and the COVID taught us how reliant we are when, when they were just, Oh, let's, we'll do school from, do school from home. Right. And, um, and mom or, and dad working work, from home. Work from home. Right. Sure. Um, but if you don't have, if you don't have money and you don't have the infrastructure, those solutions don't exist. And, and um, CenturyLink, I'll say their name out loud. CenturyLink was robbing people in that area by charging them the amount that they were giving them terrible service. Um, when you'd complain about it, they'd basically say tough that's what you get. That's what we're going to give you. We have no no plans on upgrading. Um, you know, for a country that basically thrives on the concept of competition, it is baffling how we've allowed it to be non-competitive in so many areas. I right. I'm, I'm happen to be in one of the few areas on the planet where I actually have choice, or I'm sorry, in the United States where I have choice. And I just called them up and said, hey, you, you increased my prices 10%. I don't want to pay that. And they said, okay, talk to the loyalty department. I said, I don't want to pay that. They said, oh, okay. How about $43 less a month? Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. That'll be fine. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. As we, as we have this conversation and we talk about the quality of high-speed internet and what some of the options are, I just, people that have it and think, well, I don't care what, I don't care what Mark Pauly is doing for internet because, you know, I, I got what I got there. There is an under, there is a, another part of the story, which is um, there's a lot of people looking for options um, and it's not easy to get. It's very expensive or it can be very expensive. It can be very limited. And um, so what we're going to be talking about Starlink is a new option. It's not a perfect option. Um, but it has meant a lot uh, to a lot of people that don't have service or can't get service. Um, and so, it's still, can, it's still. Uh, I, before you get in too deep, yeah, I, I, yeah. I do want to ask. So, um, yeah. 
Well, my first question is, Yeah, I understand having a vacation home in the middle of nowhere, but why mm-hmm. on earth did you move your actual residence to someplace without internet? I mean, what were you thinking? <laughs> what, what, what kind of geek so, are you? I mean, you know, so I understand the, 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 the <laughs> tongue in cheek issue, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just another example because I mean, I live the, we moved in 2017 to a house that is, was 20 minutes from where I lived before, but it happens to be, uh, semi-rural it's on, we're, we're one of nine houses on a private road and, uh, we don't make. We, we aren't economically uh, viable for any company to bring cable or fiber or anything else down to us. So, so clearly you, though, valid, yeah. you valued nature and outdoors and that those twin lakes more than high-speed <laughs> internet, right? <laughs> I, I may not have researched the property well. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. But- I, 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 assumed, I assumed that since I could throw a rock and hit high-speed internet that I was going to get high-speed internet and I was wrong. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I have, have this house that where I live has no, has the only option I had was DSL that got about 12 megabits. And I think it was, I don't know, 50 or $60 a month. And Oh, oh okay. The, so hang on. So the, the, let's call it house and vacation house, maybe. Sure. That's okay. Fine, so yeah. your house has DSL and your, and your vacation house had DSL, but the, yes. the, the house was getting 12 megabits per second where the vacation was only getting less than one. Um, yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought once you had DSL, it meant something, but no, no. I think I think it's it's because it's semi-shared. It's however much okay. It however however much internet they're giving, to, they're pumping into the switches, and and you're sharing all that. So if you have too many people, if you oversell and don't have enough supply, uh, it goes slower and slower and slower. But, but it's when also sold it, at a smaller number. You said it's sold at up to one and a half and you're getting 12 right. in, the, in the real house. Yeah. And at the real house, it was, I think it was sold at 12 or something okay. like that. So yeah. now, 12 isn't terrible. It's not high speed these days, but it's, you can. Yeah. It, so it's not terrible. You could use it, but it was, uh, it was, you, you couldn't use if you have multiple people in the house trying to stream TV and movie and uh, 4K and that kind of stuff, it was not, it was not sufficient not for good. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And th- and we like to do that. That's what we do. So <laughs> what, yeah. heck, use it. That's another. Thing. And I, and I don't know what it would have been like. You know when so uh, when COVID hit, there was three of us in the house working every day zoom uh, using zoom and stuff and i doubt that that would have been sufficient because even what we were using was struggling at times wow okay so have you changed internet service providers at both houses yes okay both both houses currently are using starlink um now starlink is from crazy man uh elon musk right crazy man elon musk spacex yes um but it so um, I'll back back up one second. So the intermediate between here at my house, I did before Starlink was available. I was also trying to use uh, T-Mobile home internet, oh, which yeah. is basically using cell signal, just like your telephone, like your cell phone, um, which was pretty good, but it was very unreliable, just like a cell phone. So uh, you it would drop out at very inconvenient times um, mm. you'd get really mixed 
mixed signal. Sometimes it would really go slow and it was just very unreliable. So um, switched to Starlink here at the main house in a couple of months ago and uh, at the lake house in August last year. So, so back on the on the Starlink. T-Mobile thing, you yeah. also had some weird problems with like connecting to servers from outside or to your Synology or something. Yep, still have that problem with uh, with Starlink, and the reason is, and I'm not a I'm not a good networking person, but it has to do with uh, the type of CNAT, GNAT, it, but it has to do with the way the IP address is um, given to your router. Hmm. And you're not given you're not given a an uh, IP address that you can find from the outside or tap oh into. okay so your, this your is share this is yeah. where you're trying to get to your Synology from outside the house yep okay yep so okay and I can use we don't want to go down the rabbit hole of Synology I can get I can do some things with the quick connect but not with using an IP address and and coming through so. gotcha okay yeah yep. we'll, we can have Synology we'll have woes a Synology sometime. chat another time yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Starlink is, uh, from what I understand, basically uh, littering the sky with little teeny tiny satellites everywhere. Is that right? That's my understanding. Yes, and the the other the other main difference between Starlink and other satellite internet is that Starlink is low Earth orbit, and the other satellite stuff is. And well, I guess we should have had Steve on this. It's higher Thor, but I don't know. Right, but, right. It, but, but farther it, it away. It, they're farther away. Yes. And um, so Starlink is low Earth orbit and a whole bunch of them. Many, many, many. I don't know how many there are now. Um, and so it, uh, it, the signal is different. And it also has different creates different it creates better signal, but also has some other limitations. And uh, one of the things that that people are complaining about some of it is some of it is competitors wanting Starlink, wanting SpaceX not to send the satellites up. Some of it, I think, is legitimate. Legitimate complaints is that uh, all those satellites are junking up our sky. Um, yeah. So when they were first launching them, they were they basically polished them uh, to be as reflective as possible. It seems, and that was a huge problem for astronomers. And they've been experimenting with uh, more anti-reflective coatings on them. I did ask Steve before we were talking whether that had gotten any better, and he said they keep experimenting. It's getting better, but I don't know that it's it's completely solved the problem. I mean, from a selfish perspective, a person who wants internet, I want all the satellites all the time. But <laughs> I, the the reasonable me goes, hmm, how can how can we afford to send all to that do this. garbage up into the air? So yeah, I conflicted, right? So I'm conflicted. If they're in low Earth orbit, uh, not being a an astrophysicist myself, but understanding a little bit about how time works, I would suspect that you have lower latency than you would with a traditional satellite uh, internet. Yeah, substantially less latency. So, and, and I, I I didn't use the other satellite systems because they were really expensive and weren't going to fill my needs. But my understanding is the latency for the legacy ones was somewhere like seven hundred milliseconds and starlink is something now it's something like 40 milliseconds okay and i think and i think fiber and cable is like three milliseconds all right so um, does that so, make a difference in i noticed you and i are stepping on each other a little bit or i'm mostly stepping on you uh is that is that a side effect 
don't, I don't know. I, um, I think that just maybe we're both talkers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do have to say uh, to the audience, I'm watching uh, Mark on uh, video and it is spectacular. I mean, that's, yeah. it looks really, really good. So I think that, so latent, I think the lower latency is more important for people doing gamers and, right. and I'm not a gamer, but I, and I don't know what the terminology is, but I, Twitch gaming where, where, where quick reactions, uh, first, first person shooters, Twitch shooters, latency is a big deal. Uh, other types of gaming, it's not such a big deal, but 700 milliseconds makes gaming and, and other things really bad. It's yeah, that's you're just always dead. <laughs> Yeah. By the time and you see 40, anything, you did. Yeah, thirty-five and forty is. I again, I I'm not really a gamer, but I did. I've done some research. I'm I read Reddit forums all the time, and people are fairly satisfied with the forty milliseconds. They keep hoping it'll get better, and supposedly it will get better as you have more satellites. You'll have uh, better communication and faster communication. Do you know is the I, I seem to remember something about low Earth orbit satellites. You're actually jumping from satellite to satellite, like they're they're moving around where the high Earth orbit satellites are stationary. Is that right? Right. Yes. And that and that so that causes one of the other issues that it, it can be a problem for the for Starlink. You can you can have obstructions. So because they're because they're in low Earth orbit, and because you have to have um connection with a satellite and it can change you can have if you have trees for instance the trees can cause an obstruction two reasons one is because your your uh, line of sight is lower so mm -hmm. instead of instead of looking up above or looking up high into the sky you're kind of looking at the horizon so a, a tall tree can get in the way because you're you're looking out at the horizon wait a minute, wait a minute. why are you looking at the horizon instead of straight up because the satellites are so much lower. So instead of, instead of looking straight above you, you're where I, so I don't know if, if it's everywhere in the United States or everywhere in the Northern hemisphere, but where I'm at the south, the dish tends to point Northeast, but it's at a very low huh. horizon, not, not a very high horizon. And it has to do with where the satellites are. So okay. you can have, you we can do have, need Steve on here to explain it. Yeah, exactly. We need somebody. I, you know, you are a much better mathematician than I am to explain the geography. But I do know enough to be able to to understand that because of the low, because of where the the satellites being low, think obstructions like trees sure. and stuff that are that are near can block you. And then the other, and then complicating that is what you said, which is it. Uh, the satellite or the signal jumps from satellite to satellite as they pass over. So mm -hmm. if you have a combination of gaps in satellites and obstruct obstructions like trees, you can have um, you can have the signal cut out. Which, if you're doing something like streaming a movie or browsing the internet or something, you don't notice. But if you're trying to do something like this, like a Zoom communication. Um, or something that needs a constant stream, you do notice those dropouts. Okay. Because okay. it might just be for a second. It might just be, you know, a fraction of a second even. But if you're trying to have a conversation and need it and need a constant uh, connection, you notice it. But like streaming, there's always a little bit of a buffer. 
So, oh, okay, uh, all right, right. It, you're you're always streaming a little bit faster than you're watching, right? Right. So you don't notice those cutouts because it disconnects and connects right away. I haven't noticed. I mean, other than what seems like a natural pause in your voice, I haven't really <clears throat> noticed anything different than talking to anybody else. Yeah, here at my house, I have no obstructions whatsoever. I have a very clear view of the sky. At the vacation house, it is partially obstructed. Um, so, okay. We tried to, I, when I first set it up, I tried to do Zoom uh, with my work, and um, it was less than optimal. <laughs> <laughs> did, did it get better or no? Or did you just decide really. I'm on vacation? I, I should stop working. I decided I was on vacation. I said, I, <laughs> I, I should stop working. I've unfortunately, I haven't been able to use it a lot at the lake house, but I have my sister-in-law lives at the place where we have it set up and she's very happy with it. She says it works really well, but she's <laughs> not trying to work or zoom or anything. She's streaming movies and using the internet like a normal human being. <laughs> Okay. Um, so talk about the equipment. What is, what does Starlink come with? What do you, what do you have to have yeah. done to your house? <clears throat> so the, you, uh, you get a dish that is, um, so there's, there was a version one, version two, version one was might've seen online and it's a round, it looks like about a, a very large pizza. So like a direct TV um, style antenna? Small is smaller than that oh, and okay. a, where a direct tv or a dish is a parabolic dish with a with a receiver in front of it right this is just a flat dish in oh fact, it was called in fact it's called dishy mcflat face is, the, <laughs> is what everybody called it um and it's much smaller much lighter <laughs> of course of course they call the, it that <laughs> yeah the version two is uh rectangular and smaller still and i have i have both i have version one at the lake house i have version two here at the house so you have a, a dish that you have to mount somewhere um i've mounted both of them up on up up on the peak of the house to try to make sure that it gets uh, avoids all obstructions um that is connect that is wired to a uh modem router that they give you um and that uh so version one well both of them are just basically wi-fi routers um the current version version two does not have an ethernet uh adapter to it so if you wanted to connect to your own modem or router you can't without you have to purchase separately an ethernet adapter really um, which i've yep mm -hmm. huh. i don't ask me why uh mm. so i did that and and i have it connected to my own um at, at both places i have it connected to my own mesh router system so do you have to get the modem from them Yes. Okay, so it's um, not just a standard Doxis whatever modem. It's some right. specialized thingy. It's some specialized thing. Uh, I think that I think that the version one dish had a lot more of the computer guts in the dish itself, and I think they've moved a lot of that to the router. But you still need you still need their their equipment to do all the decoding for you. Okay. I know I'm using the wrong language, but no, but that makes that's sense. Understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might be full of it, but it makes sense to me. Uh, by yeah, the way, I'm going to yeah. put a link in the uh, show notes. I found a really cool uh, satellite map dot space that shows where the uh, Starlink satellites are, and it shows them in in little grids over the United States. It doesn't look like there's 
it sort of looks like there's a ring of them up high, like going into Alaska, not not covering all of Alaska, but the right. or Alaska and Canada, the the lower parts of it. Uh, so I wonder whether, since you're up so far north, you're actually looking up at the cluster around that ring at the top. Maybe I don't know. We were one of the we were one of the early areas. Uh, so um, in fact, Starlink is I think somewhere around us somewhere, um, or they make them around where we are. Uh, so we were one of the first areas to get as a beta. Not oh, cool. me personally, but our area, our 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 latitude. The, okay, so the 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 playhouse or the real house or both are the same both, latitude. Actually, actually, I'm on. It's I'm almost. I'm almost exactly the same. Uh, is, is ladder is latitude? I have the no idea. East west. <laughs> I think longitude <laughs> is the long one. So that's the okay, that's I'm, the up, I'm on, upy I'm downy on, I'm, on a, I'm almost exactly the same latitude. Both houses. Oh, okay. Just different parts of the state. Yeah. So you, you put it first. You said in uh, last August you put it in the lake house, and then you were happy enough with it. You said I need that at home. Yes. That's, cool. So the lake house was the priority because we had no internet. So when they opened up the beta to pre-orders in February of 2020, so I immediately put both properties on pre-order. Um, the property for the lake came up, was was available first. And then within about a week, I actually got this house um, <laughs> and I generously offered it to my neighbor who could not get uh, high-speed uh, cell internet because oh. at that time at that time t-mobile was seemed to be working fine for us and i i said to him you know t-mobile's working fine for me would you like to use starlink and he said yes <laughs> until so you lost him, your slot <laughs> so i i lost i let him use it and then within about two months t-mobile just kind of blew up it got it uh. just got very 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 bad um so i i put in a new order and pulled some strings and was able to get another order. Oh, you. okay. I can, I can share the tricks if you want, but <laughs> I think you want more basic information about Starlink first. Yeah, what, uh, what kind of speeds are you getting? <laughs> so I get about 150 me uh, megabits down and about mm, 10 to 20 megabits up, which is uh, plenty. That's great. Yeah. And it costs, it started, it was originally $99 a month. They just bumped the cost to $110 a month. So, I mean, if you're on, so there's, there's going to be a lot of people. I'm sure you will, will make me sad when you tell me what you're paying for your amazing speed. So it's, it's not comparable to what people are, you know, people are paying cable and, and, and so forth. But I don't know. Uh, a friend of mine to just told me. Getting, Friend of mine told me yesterday she's got the you know triple play thing where she's got TV and internet and uh, uh, phone that she couldn't get out of getting because they always make you take that, and she's right. got three hundred megabits per second and she's paying two hundred and forty seven dollars a month for just the internet. No, for those everything. three, those Everything's, three. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm paying like one hundred and fifty for the same thing only I've got I've got fios now and I'm only paying for the 100 megabits per second but even for yeah. what I do 100 megabits per second is fine I could pay for gigabit yeah. for like another 30 bucks a month but yeah. I'm not convinced I would have a giant increase in my quality of life for that money I you know I think for you and and for other people upload is the if paying for more upload probably is is actually and you know you notice even in zoom and things like that the upload is really 
what can cause you problems. So, um, but anyway, for so we're very happy with the speed, and that's about what they're advertising. I think they tell people that you'll get up to one fifty. Um, I think twenty. I think up to one fifty up and twenty. Wait, no, down, the other way around. Or, no, the other way around. Yeah, right, one fifty right. down, twenty up. I don't think that's um, bad, considering you had uh, poop. <laughs> internet for yes. what was it uh, 170 or whatever it was yeah i mean i was paying 70 dollars a month for, for it wasn't even dial-up speed it was yeah. there were there were times when it was unusable it was you couldn't you'd have to go do something else um yeah. wow so uh now you put something in the uh bullet points here for our conversation about a feline issue with the uh with starlink what is that Oh yeah, so uh, it, it's the uh, it's the fun of being on Reddit. So Starlink, so the dish is uh, has a internal elements to heat so that it it'll melt off snow and ice. Hmm. Um, anybody that has anybody that has a dish or or direct TV knows that if you if you have snow buildup on your dish, you don't get signal. Can't see through water. Can't can't see through the snow. And I guess Starlink's solution to that was to put elements in it and it will, you can, you can have it automatic. So I guess it senses temperature and it turns itself on and, and melts off the snow and ice. And it actually does a great job, but a lot of people have their dishes just sitting out in their yard and uh, Reddit was show, had a whole a bunch of different people doing it. We're showing pictures of cats sitting on the warm dish in the winter. <laughs> so, so I, I don't. I'm assuming you can't see through cat butts either. <laughs> but so, so it got rid of the got rid of the snow, but it didn't get rid of the cats. Okay, that's really funny. It's almost like you need to to have some sort of sensor that senses the the weight of the cat and then shoots that's off some kind of high pitched alarm some, or something. Some, that's right. I yeah, that you're kinder than I was. I was thinking like electric shock. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I don't gosh. have that problem. My my dish is on on the roof, and my cats can't get up there. But yes. Okay, this is hilarious. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, I, sorry, I, I, I'm often playing in Reddit now, looking at those pictures. So uh, let's see. Uh, was there any kind of cost of setup? Yeah, it's a, it's a there's a it's a I mean it's kind of steep. Uh, the the uh, setup cost is because you have to buy the equipment mm. and uh, current price. Let's see, I wrote it down. You said six hundred dollars for the dish plus fifty dollars shipping. Yikes. Yeah, so it's like it's like six hundred dollars for the dish and fifty dollars to to ship. Um, I paid a little bit less than I think. It, I think when I bought the equipment, it might have been about a hundred dollars less. When they raised the uh, monthly fee, they raised the cost of the equipment, but they are still selling it below cost, as I understand it. Huh. Um, that it still costs SpaceX more than that to produce. Um, my, my experience with Tesla is is buy early. <laughs> the, yeah. pr the price seems to always go up, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I guess it, it depends on, it, de it depends on your perspective, whether that's a lot of money or not a lot of money. If you have no internet and you need internet, it's not very, you would, you would pay almost anything to get it, assuming you can afford it. And that, you know, that kind of goes back to the beginning of the conversation. We're lucky we have the resources to be able to afford the monthly fee and afford the, to purchase the equipment. Um, there's a lot of people living in the same area uh, 
that don't, you know, yeah, that's, that's a lot un, of money. That's unreachable. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there is a, there is a pretty significant, it's a significant upfront cost. Who knows how that, where that's going to go as, as time goes, does it get more expensive because of electronics being more expensive? Does it become more cheap because they have more of them? Um, I don't think this was ever, I know for a fact, this is not intended to be a competitor or a replacement for cable or fiber. This is supposed to be uh, for people that can't get internet. Um, you know, it, the, it, so because of that, because of the low numbers, I think it's always going to be relatively expensive, but compared to, um, you know, the other solutions, other satellite solutions, you know, we, I told you the speed of mine, the other satellite solutions, they brag about 25 megabits down and they cap you at about 50 gigs, which Jeez. is, Oh yeah. Do you, you have know, any caps? No caps. Okay. Completely unlimited. Um, so, and the latency and you have to sign two year contracts and things like that. Oof. So, uh, it doesn't even compare to the other satellite solutions. Right, in, right. In cost and in cost and uh, speed. Now you have a note in here about uh, portability. What is that? What is that piece? Yeah, so they they just added it within the last couple of weeks, so that you can, uh, as I said, these are pretty small devices. Um, so you what they what they're going to allow you to do is you can uh, for people that are on RVs or boats or something like that, you could actually take it with you and. Um, you pay an extra $25 a month to have your account and you can take it with you and, and get internet signal. I could see huh. a couple, I could see a couple different things. So for instance, I could, if I, if it worked for me, I could have, have it at my house and then take it with me to my vacation house. Yeah. Your or, sister-in-law might notice, but if she, and, if it was and, just a vacation house. Right. If it was just vacation and if I didn't need to have internet at my house, but I share the house with some other people. So any, but, so that would be an idea where you could, you mm -hmm. could take it from one place or the other, or if you were an RV or um, you could take it and get signal. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those, a lot of those types of people rely on cell, um, right. Uh, cell data, but that's very expensive. It's capped. It's not available everywhere. Whereas a satellite, is going to be more available than a cell signal and it's less expensive. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. I uh, hadn't thought about the idea of using it on uh, on boats or RVs. That's a, that's kind of a cool solution. Right. Interesting. I wonder whether you have to pay for portability if it always lives in your RV. <laughs> hmm. Probably, well, I don't know. I think part of the issue of portability is, is that uh, they lock the service into the address that you give them. So you give them service address. And so I think if oh. your service address keeps moving, you have to have portability. But is that a billing address or does that have to do with what satellites you're pointed at? It has to do with what satellites. Because okay. my billing address is the same. It's, it's where I live. So mm -hmm. for both of my houses, my billing address, my account address is here, but my service address is in two different okay. places. Okay, okay. Now, did you end up pointing the antenna yourself or, and they have like a little startup guide? It's very cool and it works all by itself. So you put it in place and you plug it in and you have use your phone app to say, okay, let's go. Um, you know, it's very simple. You just say, yes, let's, let's start up. And a little motor 
moves it nice. and tilts it and it finds it it finds its own way you can watch it move around it's actually kind of cool oh, that um, is neat. and then it pretty much just locks in it doesn't it doesn't keep moving it just finds it the best location um i guess where the satellites are going to be all the time so it's not it's not moving all the time it, with it's set it's just moving with the setup okay and okay then, and then it's done but you don't have to do anything you just need they uh the app uh, gives you a, a, a gauge to determine whether it's a good location. So you go to the location and you say, look for obstructions and you move your phone around above mm -hmm. you, you know, and it tells you, okay, you're done. And then it calculates and it says, ah, this is not a very good spot. There's a lot of obstructions, find a better spot. So then you go to a better spot and you do the same thing and it says, ah, this is a great spot. Put your, put your, put it here. That's um, amazing. So then, you, so then you set it up and, and it, uh, moves and and does all the thing all itself yeah it was really very easy and kind of fun that is cool okay so any downsides you've painted this rosy picture well i mean the the downside is that it 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 isn't as fast and it isn't as solidly reliable as cable or fiber um those are those really don't vary very much don't vary very much <laughs> they they don't um, and you, I mean, you can have issues with, with speed going up and down a little bit, no matter where you are, whether mm -hmm. there's obstructions or not at my, at the house where I do have trees and obstructions, it's, you know, it's great, except it may not, I may not be able to get, get it to avoid the obstructions. Um, but so is it going to be able, am I going to be able to do zoom and work and things like that from, from that location? Sure. Um, what you you have some stuff in the notes about the order process? Yeah. So the the other the other problem is that right now, while it's technically out of beta, it is still very slowly rolling out. So people they opened the beta and pre orders back in February of 2020, and there are people that paid their pre order hundred dollars uh, in February of 2020, 2020, 2021. A year, it's 2020. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, a year ago. Yeah. That, that are still waiting. And um, I mm. think that that's, it's partially a supply chain issue. I think it's partially a lack of satellites and they, and they don't want to overburden the system. Um, and so there's people that are waiting, but then there's people that maybe even nearby that will sign on and it says, Hey, your address is ready. Go ahead and order. So, it looks like there's a lot of disparity and, and unfairness going on that some people can get it. Some people can't. I have my third one and there's still people waiting for their first. So that seems unfair in the eyes of people trying to get their first one. Um, so it sounds exactly like ordering a Tesla. It sounds exactly like ordering a Tesla. Yeah. There's a, there's a business model here that's similar. Yes. <laughs> My, our friend, Pat, she ordered her Tesla in January and she doesn't have it yet. And it's looking like July or August. And, uh, and our friend, um, Stefan ordered his after her and got it like three weeks later in uh, right. Belgium. Yeah. And that's, and that's happening. That's happening with Starlink orders. Um, there's clearly, there's, there's clearly some issues and, and people are justifiably upset. Well, justifiably, yeah. I don't know if they're, it's, it's a new thing, uh, but justifiably frustrated. 
Let's say that. Justifiable. Let's say, yes. Let's say justifiably frustrated because I've been there. I know exactly what you will, you would do almost if you, if you didn't have internet um, in, in our world, a mm-hmm. uh, geek like us, you would do almost anything to get it and seeing other people get it, knowing that there's a solution, Ugh. but you can't get it to your house is very, very frustrating. So. Well, the good news is I just found an article in uh, space.com nine hours ago, Falcon 9 rocket launched uh, 53 new Starlink satellites Ooh. into orbit. So <laughs> I should get more. another megabit or so if, if there's one. <laughs> now, I heard As, recently they're going to put it on planes now, uh, be able to do it from planes. Yeah, I don't remember what I don't remember what airline it is, but I know one of the airlines I is said it was Hawaiian for some reason. Maybe I feel maybe like it was that, Hawaii. Yeah. And, I just picture those little it, motors going ear, 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 <laughs> trying to keep, keep steering. I don't know it. how it's gonna work, but it, yeah. I and well, so and on the uh the other side of that is uh, uh Elon Musk was able to or SpaceX. I'm not I don't know if I'm gonna credit Elon, but SpaceX sent uh whole bunch of uh starlink satellites to uh or starlink stations to ukraine for oh, uh, cool. soldiers and thing and and you know hospitals and people to have internet where they didn't have internet during uh during wartime and apparently it was they were able to get it there very quickly and get it set up very quickly and now they have internet so as i recall uh, they did that for free too that wasn't a they didn't sell it yeah. to them right no, I, I believe that's right. Yeah. So I, and I think that. Um, so it's 150,000 people are using Starlink in Ukraine right now as of May 2nd. Yeah, that's amazing. And I can imagine, I, I could imagine as long as you can get electricity, now obviously electricity is an issue, but as long as you, it seemed like it would be uh, the sort of thing that you could quickly get into you know, disaster areas and things like that to get internet where maybe you didn't have, where you didn't have cell phones or didn't have cell towers or something, because all you, all you it's just a little tiny dish. There yeah. are ground stations that are required, but they're scattered all over too. So as I understand the way that the way it works, you, the signal goes to a ground station, the ground station. I don't know. I actually don't know how it works, but I know there's ground stations as well as our satellites that are required. Okay. Well, very cool. I think that's a good place to end this, to wind up on a good note of uh, uh, Starlink doing something good for people. This has been really, really interesting, a good education in spite of the things that we don't actually know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about it anyway. That's okay. I'm sure I'll hear Steve correcting us later. He will, I'm sure. All right, Mark, if people want to follow you online, uh, where's the best place for people to go? Um so twinlakesimages.com is my website for photography. Um, and uh, I've, I left Twitter um, in 2020 because I couldn't take it anymore. My blood, my blood pressure didn't, didn't allow for it. So I, we're running out of I'm social networks. Facebook. I've, I've left Facebook. You've left, left Twitter. We're gonna have to just call each other, you know, Talk on the phone or something. Talk on the phone, yeah. <laughs> Back to the old systems. <laughs> All right, Mark. Well, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us on this. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. Did you notice there weren't any ads in the show? That's because this show is not ad-supported. It's supported by you. If you learned something, or maybe you were just entertained, consider contributing to the Podfeet podcast. You can do that by going over to podfeet.com and look for the big red button that says support the show. When you click that button, you're going to find different ways to contribute. 
If you'd like to do a one-time donation, you can click the PayPal button. If you want to make a recurring contribution, click the weekly Patreon button. Or another way to contribute is to record a listener contribution. It's a great way to help the NoSillaCastaways learn from you. If you want to contact me for any reason, you can email me at allison at podfeet.com and you can follow me on Twitter at podfeet. Maybe you want to talk to other NoSilla Castaways. You can do that in our Slack group at podfeet.com slash Slack. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.